This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast, episode number 117. Today, we're finally talking about October 2022 financials. Now, normally, if you've been following along with the show, you'll know that we try to get the financials episodes done the following month, right after after the numbers are all in. Uh, last month, we had a bit of a snafu, and so we're doing October's numbers in December, and you know, presumably November's will follow yeah, uh, I, soon. I, I think there's a pretty good chance we'll do uh, um, November's numbers next episode, because I, I'm, I'm almost already actually done ready with to those, do them. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, you know, if you're wondering who our uh, <laughs> longtime smoker guest is, uh, it's actually Chris. I'm I'm Craig, your host, but over there he's Chris, uh, who is, uh, shall we say, vocally down and out a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm Chris, struggling. Yeah, how you doing, man? I'm 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 doing well. I just don't have a voice. It's been like this for well over a week. Wow. Yeah, I, it just does, and this isn't even the worst of it. Like it, I've never lost my voice like to this degree and for this long, it's just, it's bizarre. Well, so people are going to get a, an extra dose of Craig, unfortunately, yeah. on this podcast. I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. Well, I'm sorry to hear it. Uh, hopefully it's back by the next time we record, but uh, we'll we'll power through for today and people can just, you know, adjust their volumes accordingly, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, hopefully they can hear you all right. Um, okay, now... Chris, do do I dare ask you how things have been out on the road? And you know, before we get into the numbers, do do you want to? I'm going to try to tell a, a yeah. little story because we had a interesting thing happen a couple weeks ago that we've never really had happen before. Um, one of our drivers goes to deliver a load that he brought from back east, actually here in the Salt Lake area. Yeah, and he pulls up, goes to the um, receiver office, hands him the paperwork, and to make a long story short, they're like, this isn't the right paperwork. Oh, no. This isn't the right load. <laughs> oh, jeez. You don't have the right load. Oh. And we, Wait, you know, the wrong load or the wrong paperwork? They don't know, but oh. they're assuming it's the wrong load, and they, like, won't receive him. Oh, no. And we try to talk to the broker. We talk to everybody, and they're like, we got to figure out what's going on. Just go park it, and we'll, they're oh. not going to take you today. We'll figure it out. And so later on that day, we figured out, like, we, I, he'd parked, um, in our yard, which is a, f a few miles away from our, my office. I was in the office. I went and they said, go take a picture of the seal. So I go take a picture of the seal, send them that. And the seal didn't match the paperwork we'd been given, mm. which that kind of indicates, okay, it's probably the right load, just the wrong, the paperwork, wrong paperwork, which is actually what ended up happening. But this was like on a Thursday. Mm. They wouldn't take them until the following Tuesday. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. excessive. It is excessive, but it, it actually ended up working out because, um, we, we were able to shuffle a few trailers around. Um, we didn't have anybody off the road longer than they would. Plus they ended up paying us $250 a day to keep that load For sitting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it, it actually ended up working out. Well, All right. Yeah, and, and that's uh, something we've never had happen before. It's kind of a weird situation. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so, was in that case, would it be it was something at the brokerage that uh, got mixed up? Was it something you guys did? 
How how'd that work? Um, I, I think it probably was something that happened between the receiver and the shipper because mm. it was really probably the shipper's fault. Ah. Um, because they, I mean, they obviously loaded the right thing but gave our driver the wrong paperwork. Got it. Got it. Um, all right. And Chris, you also wanted to mention something else before we started a, a kind of a trucking lesson learned. Yeah. Um, about uh, about when you're leased on to another company. Well, I, it, it's a question that we get asked quite a bit, um, and and it's a reoccurring question. So I, I figured I'd answer here um, to the best of your to ability. the best of my abilities <laughs> with my voice. Um, it, it's basically people ask if if I want to get my authority, I'm not quite ready to run independently yet. What if I get my authority activated but lease under somebody else? Mm. And and the reason behind doing that or the logic is then that way my authority will be active for six months or a right. year by the time I actually really technically get on the road, brokers will look at me different and I won't have to suffer that first, you know, ninety six ninety days, six months, right. year finding loads. And and it makes a lot of sense. The problem is that um you ha- to be able to activate your authority, you have to get the full blown liability insurance mm-hmm. at, uh, and and have that posted to the FMCSA. And so that's that's you're talking tens of thousands of dollars. Like it's expensive to be able to do that. Right. And and when you lease onto somebody else, they also have to have insurance you right. under your liability policy under them. And so in effect, you essentially would be paying for liability insurance twice, which is, you know, it, it's typically one to $2,000 a month. So you don't want to be paying that twice if you don't have to. And so in most situations, it doesn't make sense. Now, one area where it can work, and, and this depends a lot on the company that you lease to, instead of technically leasing to them, if they'll let you run under your authority, hauling loads for them. Um, but that, that, then, then it can work because then if you're not technically leased to them, but you're still hauling loads under your own authority for them, you can make that work. There, there can be issues depending on who you're hauling the loads for mm-hmm. with. It can, it can create a double brokering situation. And so it, all the parties just kind of have to be aware of what's going on. Right. And long as that's what's, you know, everybody's good with what that's what's happening. That can be a really good way to do it. So what I'm hearing then is that for most people, most of the time, it's probably not worth it to do it. Yeah. Economically, uh, to, it's just not worth it. But there may be some situations where yeah. it's okay. You can kind of work and, around it, but it's, it's not super easy to yeah, do. Yeah. Well, th- this is a, uh, is a pretty good lead in actually, Chris, because uh, I, I do need to do a little housekeeping before we dive into the numbers and remind people to go to hollandassetsllc.com to make your comments, check out the full show notes, the numbers and all that stuff. But also, uh, lately I've been mentioning motorcarrierhq.com a lot. Uh, and that is going to be important because of exactly questions like this, where you can listen to this podcast and we can tell you, here's what's right for most people most of the time. Uh, but there are going to be exceptions to that. There's no way that we can tell you if you are the exception. So MotorCarrierHQ.com is where you can actually get on the horn with somebody uh, from what it, should we just call MCHQ? Yeah. From Motor Carrier HQ, get somebody on the phone and say, "Here's my situation. What do you suggest for me?" And that's where you can get the specific advice. So yeah. there's there's your plug. That's one of the things our our business coaches are really good at is is looking at your individual case and kind of custom tailoring a game plan 
based on your scenario and they can kind of walk you through those different types of situations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, with that in mind now, let's go ahead and get into the numbers. We're talking about October 2022 financials. And Chris, I know that this was a tough month again. It was another um, tough month. Yeah. And as I'm thinking back on what happened, I remember, well, you told the story the last episode, the story. <laughs> Uh, it was a heck of a story, but part of that that I remember was that you and Nate were both um, on military duty, right? Yep. Um, and so, and that was at the same time. Oh man, that's that's rough for the company, I'm sure, to have both of you out. Uh, but that was what end of September, if mm-hmm. I recall correctly. And so I'm sure that had an impact. Um, and then I do remember you saying that trucks were sitting for a while because of the story and some other stuff as well. It wasn't just just that but uh how many trucks were sitting for it during october so that truck sat all of october yeah another truck sat all of october and then we had a out of eight right out of eight uh we and we we, actually the other truck was the ninth truck we kind of took it in in october okay all right um and so then we also had a third truck that only ran about half of its normal miles Wow! in the month. So we, we essentially had two and a half or two and a half trucks sitting the entire month. And part of that was, you know, we, we had that incident in September and then Nate was um, on annual training. I was on other military duty, had other things going on. And then to, to complicate things, Nate and I had planned a vacation together. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, that's it is so cute, cute, Chris. And we're friends outside of work too. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Um, and we'd planned this well over a year ago. It's like, it was a cruise. Yeah. It was well over a year ago. And you, you, you just never know. Timing ended up being horrible. Yeah. And so that was, that happened around the, um, I, I think we left like the 20th of October and we're gone for like 10 days. And so by the time we were, were you know, this whole thing with the other truck happened. Um, and by the time we were kind of like, okay, let's get hiring. Um, we, we couldn't really start the hiring process because we were going to be gone. We couldn't yeah, bring a drive. Yeah. We didn't want to bring a driver on right as we were leaving. Right. And so that's a big chunk of why those two trucks sat the entire month of October. Right. And this is why it's so tough to be, um, to, to own a small company. Uh, and we're talking very small, you know, with only maybe just yourself or maybe a few employees because of things like, Hey, vacation, sick days. It's so much easier to absorb those as the organization grows. And, uh, you know, you're on, you're on military duty. Nate goes on vacation. Well, we've got a manager who can handle onboarding a new driver. Great. But Holland Assets isn't there yet. No. Um, Soon. Right. And you guys are, so you just mentioned you brought in the ninth truck, um, which to me feels like, uh, Boy, we're al- we're almost there. I don't know why. I just have this feeling in my head like ten trucks is a milestone. Uh, it's a, it, potentially a big deal. It is a milestone. We're so. actually taking the tenth truck um, later in December. In December, okay. Mm-hmm. So it will be by the end of the year. Yeah. Amazing. And along and then with you guys that, are going to slow down. We're going to slow down <laughs> next year. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there's there's some good lessons that we've learned over this last year that are going to come out in the podcast. Yeah. You know, specifically associated with growth. Um, as, as the year, you know, 2023 goes on. Um, and also to, to um, talk about, I, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but correct me if I'm wrong, 
But in the first quarter of 2023, our intent is to bring on a manager that is going to help with that. So when we do have situations where Nate and I are both gone, there will be somebody there that can kind of help out. And well, that's one of the things that I've kind of noticed as I've watched successful trucking companies grow that they do um, consistently is they have a, you know, apart from the owner, a good, strong manager fairly early on Mm. in the, in the life of the trucking company. And so that's become a priority for Nate and I, and, and uh, we've, we've got somebody in mind. Um, We've started kind of working with them on that. And and the intent is to bring them on kind of near the end of the first quarter next year. Right. Right. Uh, That should be interesting to see. Chris, you keep sipping on your, uh, on your uh, (laughs) drink there because uh, you, you need it. I do need it. I think we're going to get some comments uh, from people who are feeling awfully bad for you today, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, with that in mind, I, I am looking forward to that. I'm interested. I'm interested to see what a manager role looks like in a relatively small fleet. So I'm going to look forward to that. Uh, but for today, let's get into the numbers, the October 2022 numbers. Um, Chris, I actually have the cheat sheet here, and I want to spare you the pain. <laughs> Uh, not not only the pain, but the embarrassment <laughs> of how you sound right now. So, do you want me Thank to do? You. Do you want me to do the numbers? Do the today? numbers. Yeah. Okay. So, we we always start with the total miles run, which we have to again contextualize very quickly and say that uh, that two and a half trucks, so to speak, were off the road in October, which sucks. Uh, if you're t- so, you said you brought on the ninth truck in October, but uh, it wasn't fully uh, onboarded yet, so to speak, right? So call it eight trucks and five and a half of them were running. That's rough. So total miles run 63,455, which is, well, to say that that's a drop would be a bit of an understatement, right? Do you recall what the kind of average was that we've been seeing for the last six months or so? Well, it's, it's the lowest number of miles we've had since May. May. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. With the most, supposed to be the most trucks out mm-hmm. on the road. Okay. Uh, now, deadhead miles of that, 4,495, which comes out to 7% on the dot, uh, which again, highest that we've had in a while. I remember when, you know, a year ago, two years ago, sometimes it would creep up closer to 10. But for 2022, it's always been closer to five, five and a half, something like that. Yeah. So 7% is a pretty big jump. Uh, is there anything that we attribute that to, or is it just, just kind of a rough month? Just kind of a rough month. You know, um, a few more loads out of Idaho for potatoes Mm. and that always increases deadhead. Okay. All right. Uh, now the total revenue recorded in October, $134,281 and 24 cents, which is not a record. No, No, not a record. Yeah. That's a typo. Okay. It's not a record. I was going to say, I was, uh, yeah, I was like, this can't be a record. Yeah. It's the lowest we've had since January. So it's a record in a way. (laughs) Because it's bad. (laughs) So yeah, 134,000. I was going to say that should be up closer to almost closer to 200. We should be pushing 200. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, very rough month, which gives us an all in rate per mile of $2 and 12 cents. Could could be worse but not a lot worse yeah it's right. been a while that's, that's pretty bad yeah it, it's um it's been quite a while since we've had a rate that low first time this year we've been that low mm. um i i haven't i didn't go back 
past this year, but uh, I I would suspect that it was it may even be like pre pandemic since we've had a, wow. a rate that low. Yeah, yeah, wow. that's that's incredible. Um, now the freight rates, sorry, I I know how to talk. I'm a professional, Chris. It's fine. (laughs) You're the one struggling. Okay. Not me. Uh, freight rates are, are struggling, which is not typical for this time of year. Well, I don't know. October, I guess we're not quite into the holiday push yet in October. The strongest is definitely not October. Yeah. Um, and, and to, you know, say a little bit, the, the latter half of November rates started to get a little bit better. Um, we're into December and, and they're still um, better than they were. So I, we're not going to see that low of a number in November, I don't think. Yeah. And and uh, it, it it was it was still kind of low at the beginning of November, but by the end they started to recover a little bit. And so hopefully November is going to be a little better. Yeah. So yeah, if we're t- at two twelve in October, you know maybe we can start eyeing the two thirties, two forties again in November. Yeah. On I, average. And maybe even I'd like I wouldn't be super surprised if December we see closer to two fifty. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, yeah, hopefully that's something to look forward to then. Uh, but ultimately, the number we want to look at is the the bottom line on the profit and loss statement. Uh, and in in this case, if people haven't been able to figure it out by now, there's going to be some uh, some parentheses around this number, yeah. which in accounting terms means negative, which is, is bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this month, Holland Assets had a loss of. Twenty thousand eight hundred twenty-five dollars and nine cents. So rounded up, call it twenty-one k. Uh, that is uh, again a significant loss. There, there was a loss like that in September, if I recall, um, or was it uh, August? Um, it was July. Okay. Anyway, had, yeah, a seventeen thousand dollar loss in July. Yeah, and at the time we were talking about it, and you know, talking about how hey, you know, we can absorb a loss like this because we've been saving money because we've been responsible. But at the same time, you know, you did say at the time, we can't absorb a lot of losses like this, especially during a year when Holland Assets has grown like gangbusters truck-wise. Um, what did the year start with? Four trucks, th- five trucks, maybe? Something um, like that? I mean, it's... That's a good question. I couldn't... I yeah, couldn't, we'll have to go back I, and look. I would, it's probably like four or five. Yeah. Anyway, point being, you double the fleet in a yeah. year that's that's a that's a big it, growth year and you're not going to want to absorb a bunch of losses like yeah, this no it's it's it, it's a hard time to have a loss like that um luckily the beginning of the year was pretty strong so overall this year is going to turn out and be okay yeah but you, the rates that we're seeing in october i don't foresee them being like this forever it's not sustainable you'll see the market have you know times like this like i i January and February are going to be interesting. Usually, traditionally, if you look over the last 20 years, um, January and February are, are lower, the lowest volume months. And and it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year. Um, I, I could kind of almost see it going either way. There's an argument out there that inventories are getting low again. They've been high. That's why the fourth quarter um, hasn't seen the normal push that it has because inventories have been so high. Um, you know, department stores and everybody else just haven't had to ship things in and but those inventories are getting eaten up because consumer spending still super strong pretty high yeah and so you may see that january and february companies are going to have to recover and replenish some of those inventories i I don't foresee a spike by any means but i don't think it's going to get worse than it was in october yeah okay well 
and if it's always tricky to predict the market like that right but you have to do your best to consider how things will probably be yeah um and plan accordingly so uh chris if you don't mind me asking you you know i'm I'm trying not to make you talk any more than necessary but i do have a question with um now october's numbers done and uh, november's numbers coming in does that as you're looking say at september october does that affect um you know the way you and nate as managers of this company does that affect the way that you guys start looking at uh, employee time off uh, or is that kind of baked into the cake? You're like, hey, you know, around Christmas time, people are going to want to be with their families. Um, you know, so if you're looking at an October loss of 21K, um, does that start ringing alarm bells and you're, you're going to your employees saying, hey, everybody, vacation's canceled or anything <laughs> like that? Or, or do you kind of just assume it's going to be that way? That's a great question. And um, employees is the one area where I have a really hard time like trying to force people to do things they don't want because (laughs) they can always go somewhere else. And so in reality, will we, will it change our behavior over, you know, uh, what we allow as far as vacation time off goes and over Christmas, probably not Yeah, just because, um, you know, it's one thing to have somebody miss two or three extra days. It's another thing to have somebody quit and have to fill them up. Yeah. I mean, if, if we take a harder stance on vacation time, and it causes one of our employees to quit, it's we're worse off. Right. And so probably not going to do that, but it is having an effect on our, our decision-making. Like we're, we're actually going to meet with our, our truck rep today to try to get an idea of, we've got, I think four trucks on order for next year. We may want to pair that back even a yeah. little bit. So we're, we're going to have that discussion with him today, kind of see what from his vantage point, what the pros and cons are and, um, and I'm sure it'll have an effect as well on planning things like what you and Nate did uh, you know, vacation wise. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do that <laughs> this year. Doing a simultaneous yeah. vacation. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, could could have could have been worse, but could have been a lot better yeah. uh, planning wise. But Nate, you, Nate you never his, know. Nate and his wife are kind of in a period in, the, in their life where they've got really young kids. Traveling is not easy to do. Right. So to take a big vacation like that is like a once every five year thing for them. Yeah. So it's. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it wouldn't happen anyway. anyway yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, and that's part of the reason why we're still like, okay, we're still going to do it, even though it's not going to, it's going to hurt the business. Right. Okay. Well then let's talk then, uh, just a little bit more about, uh, the, the low rates, right? You talked about the rates being, well, not the strongest, hopefully they'll pick up, but, but I kind of want to ask you about what you personally can do about that you know with holland assets the company can you negotiate things can you uh, or, or is it is it not about the rate per mile uh, that you're getting as so much as the expenses that you're putting out there working harder on fuel expenses and, and whatnot what, what, what do you do about this so i i if i'm if i look at this and i have obviously um why did we have this loss in in, in october and i think there's kind of really two big contributing factors. One of them is more in our control. One of them a little bit less in our control. So the big first big thing is the, the low number of miles right. that we ran. And that's really to a great extent, really in our control. Um, we had two trucks sitting. We made some business decisions that caused those trucks to sit longer than they should have. 
We also, just because of our military service, they sat longer than they normally would have. Um, just because you weren't there to pull yeah, the trigger like, on decisions. Well, that, and, and if Nate would have been around to, or Nate or I would have been around to um, hire earlier. Mm, like, right. Um, Nate didn't get off the two-week military leave until the first week of October. And by that time, we're like two weeks away from going on that vacation, which right. just really isn't enough time to find and onboard a new person. If he could have started that process two weeks earlier because you know, he wasn't on military duty, then we would have been able to start that process and probably could have had somebody in both of those trucks before we took off. And so the combination of those things um, caused those trucks to sit longer and really um, is is the big reason why we had such a low number of miles. And, you know, with the low number of miles, that's one thing. There's also the the low uh, freight market, the rates that you're actually getting from yeah. shippers. <clears throat> Excuse me. And with that one, I, that's actually something I'm really interested to see in 2023 with the manager that you're talking about bringing on. Because if there's a manager who's able to handle, you know, some of the day-to-day working with the drivers kind of things, uh, then that frees up, say, Nate to move into more of a sales role in a way, right? You're looking for those, you're, you've been talking about this literally since day one, finding those direct relationships with shippers, uh, cutting out the middleman of the the brokers. And that that's not me bad-mouthing brokers. They are vital and wonderful and we love brokers. Uh, but if we can have more of a direct relationship with the shippers, then that's going to increase the rates, right? And yeah. so, so hopefully by introducing just one more role to the company, you can actually increase that rate per mile, which over 10 trucks is going to have a huge impact over the course of a year, right? You worded that perfectly. And that's really one of the big reasons that we feel like bringing on a new, a a manager will help with that is because that that's exactly our plan is that will give Nate that much more time to sell. And if we can increase our rate per mile average across our fleet by five or 10 cents that more than pays for the manager manager. at 10 trucks a five to 10 cent increase in our rate per mile is huge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, as I got very, very tired of hearing at some of the companies I used to work for, it's a numbers game, Chris, it's a numbers (laughs) game. It is. It is a numbers (laughs) game. So that that's, that's one of our biggest reasons for doing that. And so when, you know, I, we talk about low rates um, and the freight market, the amount of control we have in that is fairly limited. Right. But we do have some control because we can go, you know, get more direct shipper relationships, negotiate our rates better and do some other things. So there is a little bit of control that we have there. Yeah. And that's one of the things over the course of the next year is going to be a huge focus for us. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've made some, some gains in 2022. We plan on making even more gains in 2023. Absolutely. Uh, well, Chris, uh, before we get too excited about 2023, let's wrap up our October 2022 financials uh, by talking about a couple of other notable items from the profit and loss statement. And once again, uh, for anybody who's new to the show, you can go to hollandassetsllc.com and check out the actual profit and loss statement so you can see the numbers that we're talking about. Um, and you know, hopefully that'll help you as you're trying to do your own P&L statements uh, for your company that you have already started right? Right, everybody? (laughs) Or that you're going to one day. Yeah. Let's be aspirational. All right. So, Chris, 
a few things to pull out from the PL. Uh, first of all, fuel costs were, uh, I hesitate to use the term outrageous, uh, but pretty high. Yeah, this was uh, outrageous huge... is not outside of the <laughs> the realm of what it was. Yeah, it's it, 41.3% of revenue in October went to fuel, which could it be worse? Sure. Yeah, in November it was worse. <laughs> right. Oh boy, really? Yeah. Uh, okay, well, well, we'll get there. There's a little preview for next month. But to have a, so October at that 41.3% is tied, you know, essentially tied for the highest that we've ever seen. And to have the rates as low as they've been and the fuel so high, it's just, it's, it's tough. Now, as a consumer, you know, as I'm filling up with my unleaded, uh, I'm seeing fuel prices come down a little. We're not talking a ton, but a little over the last two or three months. Uh, has that not been seen in the diesel market? No, it's actually the opposite has happened, you know, especially in November, gas prices decreased, diesel prices increased. Oh, that sucks. Well, good luck, everybody. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's, we've talked about this before. There's not a ton you can do about it. You're with fuel prices. You are kind of at the mercy of the market in a lot of ways. Uh, but there are some things you can do to mitigate, you know, you, you talked a couple months ago about keeping track of the driver's idle time, um, and, you know, making sure that that doesn't get out of control. Uh, cause you know, it, it, it's again, oh, well, actually, Chris, this feeds right back into the whole numbers game idea where if somebody's idling a little too much and it's, uh, it's causing a four or 5% increase in the amount of fuel consumption that doesn't sound like all that much but you stretch that out out over <laughs> what am i canadian now <laughs> you stretch that out over uh eight trucks ten trucks more uh and pretty soon that four or five percent uh increase in fuel consumption is a big freaking it is deal. a big number yeah and then we actually there part of this is that problem um up with idling we had a couple of our brand new trucks that we got that that uh they got delivered without bunk heaters in them Ooh. because the bunk heaters, they were back ordered. Right. And so, so, so they had it's to getting idle. cold. So they had to idle. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, again, mitigating factors that you can't always control. Well, let's talk about another number then, uh, which is truck number nine. Uh, and there's probably not a lot to tell here that we haven't told with a bunch of the trucks already, which is just to say that anytime you're onboarding a new truck, there are costs associated with that. Uh, in terms of registration, insurance, uh, uh, loan origination fees, yeah, exactly. Uh, Just equipping it, yeah. Doing the uh, the the wraps, the vinyls, the and, logos. And whatnot. Yep. So, what was four K? About four K for the uh, for truck number nine was a significant expense for this month. And then maintenance and repairs um, was <laughs> again. Do we say outrageous? <laughs> Uh, it was high. high. I think the highest it's ever been. Really? Mm -hmm. Even with uh, some of the stuff that we've talked about yep. before. Okay. So came out to 14K. I didn't realize that was, if not a record, then awfully close. It's, it's close to it. What yeah. what happened was, uh, oh, there was a turbo that went out. Hmm. Uh, truck number one. So the original truck, <gasps> the turbo went out on it. Well, it, boy, a few more years on that bad boy and it's going to be in a museum. The Holland it Assets is. Museum. But you know what? <laughs> We're going to celebrate our December financials with that truck. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be paid off. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's exciting. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, well, again, previews for yeah. something to come a little bit later. Uh, excellent. So 
there was uh, okay. So the turbo went out in truck number one. Any any other significant repairs that um, are worth mentioning? Of, at that point, it's just a lot of tic tacky stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, nobody hit a deer. No. Okay. <laughs> um, um, somebody hit a deer though. What? Who did? Bubba. Oh, Bubba hit yeah, a deer. Oh, told, Bubba. Bubba hit a deer. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, I hope he's all right. I'm sure the deer's I not. Him, I gave him a little longer Thanksgiving than uh, than he was <laughs> expecting. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean, not for him, but, uh, well, good luck out there, Bubba. <laughs> Longtime listeners will remember Bubba. If yeah. you don't, you go back, I, I don't know, 30, 40 episodes, something like that. You can go check out our conversation with Bubba. Um, all right. So, oh, and then the last thing that we wanted to pull out and talk about was the IFTA. Um, and was, uh, which yeah, state so, is it? Well, there's it, several. Was it Oregon. That's, Oregon's uh, the big one. Um, but we had, you know, you, every quarter you have to pay your IFTA taxes. Right. And they, so that came out in October. Um, the big one was Oregon. We paid one twelve hundred dollars to to Oregon, but there's also there was several hundred to New Mexico, a few hundred to Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, and then I pro I think our if the tax itself was like three hundred bucks. So, but you know it all, it all it adds, adds up. up. So it, total, it was probably pretty close to um almost two grand for all of them. Wow. Okay. So yeah, again another significant expense okay it's not 14k uh like repairs and maintenance but still uh that's a significant expense all right so uh again hollandassetsllc.com is where you can go check out all those numbers and if you have any questions about those if any other numbers jump out to you then i encourage everybody to use the comment section on hollandassetsllc.com or you can do it on facebook uh, and ask the questions that you've got there. We can either address those by replying to you directly uh, in those places, or uh, if it's a question that uh, you know maybe ties into the numbers the following month, maybe we'll pull that out and, and uh, talk to you on the next uh, numbers podcast. Um, anyway, so yeah, if you if you go there, have some questions, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, Chris, there is uh, an impact tip that I want to make sure that we go over today, and that is uh, take care of your health, everybody. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. This is a big deal. So if uh, you don't, don't end up like Chris, don't, just put put the cigarettes down, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do. I, I I feel like I've gone from four packs a day to two. I, I think I'm getting a little better. <laughs> four packs a day would be uh, impressive. That's, <laughs> I, I I think I'd, I'm not even mad. I'm just impressed <laughs> at that point. Uh, all right, so I guess as a serious point, it it could tie in. You know, if you're sitting in a truck all day and you know you're you're doing however many miles you are a week, a month, that adds up. All that sitting that adds up. Make sure that you take care of yourself. Make sure you take some time when you're loading, unloading. You know, at night if if you're stopped for a while, get some exercise in. Do just eat eat a little bit better tomorrow than you did today. Whatever the case may be, take care of yourself out there. Uh, your health is important, not only for yourself, but for your company as well, right? Yep. So, Chris, uh, anything else you want to leave us with? And, and by leave us with, I mean whisper at us before <laughs> we head out. I think that's good. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, again, MotorCarrierHQ.com is where you can go actually get a human on the phone to talk to you about those uh, those specific questions that you have. So I want to make sure I get that in there one more time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see you all for the November's financial numbers coming up. See you, Chris.